0: Hi there, and welcome to Thrive Church Podcast here in Puyallup, Washington. We're so glad you found us and hope you enjoy listening to this sermon of the week. Good morning. It's always a test of my team's ability, right, when I'm a leading worship and preaching at the same time. Um, oh Man. God is so amazing. How many of you are like in your life right now, you're kind of experienced kind of a renewal of God's uh, God's presence in your life? If you're not, guess what? You can. (laughs) I've been personally experiencing that just kind of um, really every morning taking time um, I, I have, I've been working on really developing a strong habit of, of every morning getting up and, and spending some time in the word and, and um, um, it's been really powerful but what I've been doing more recently um, has, has really been before I start reading the word is actually taking time to actually remember his presence and just like talking to him like hey God I'm here again this morning. It's time for you and me. (laughs) And just literally staying there, usually just saying things like, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. Just actually intentionally waiting to start reading the word until I feel his presence there. I mean, the word is awesome. I love the word of God. But the word, when you're experiencing it, and you're being led into encounter of who He is, that's what it's meant for. Um, Jesus said to the to the Pharisees, He said, "You search the Scriptures, but you don't even know that these Scriptures talk about Me." In other words, what He's saying is that our value system needs to be aimed at presence, at connection, at, at encounter before it's it's. Focused on the words that are on the page. Uh, just, a, just a thought. So I've been really doing that. I've just been experiencing a renewal in my own inside here. Because, you know, uh, Helen did an awesome job last week talking about revival, but revival starts inside of here. When we carry revival in here, it, it's impossible for it not to happen around us, right? Has nothing to do with my message, but I just wanted to talk with you about it for some reason. (sighs) God's so good. There we go. That's been our series. We've had three uh, three weeks so far. Today's fourth week. I'm going to be talking about our community. Next week we get... uh, my wife, my beautiful, amazing wife, and I know she's going to bring an awesome word about family, Uh, then I get to talk about unity, and then Nikki's going to end out the series with with a word about people, we value people, and um, Nikki, I I, I meant to tell you this this morning, but um, you have been prepared you've been prepared not just to speak this message but to be this message so I just thought I should tell you that yes it's really true your family has prepared you and and it's 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 living in you so yeah awesome sorry a little random here this morning but I'm gonna jump in okay our mission statement we've been hitting this every week um expanding God's kingdom by igniting transformation through vibrant growth individually and globally. Our goal is to grow. Uh, Our goal is if we start, just like I was talking about carrying revival in here, if we grow in here, Everything around us will grow. If we're growing, it can't help but leak out of us and get around us. Uh, Growth and, and transformation takes place in our world when growth is happening here. It's how it works that's how it works when we grow when we're moving towards him when we're expanding in our uh, connection with God and we're expanding in, in, in what he's calling us to do it begins to affect the world around us amen yeah. That's what we want to have happen. Actually, if I could do one thing in my life, I want to see I want to see the people of God thriving in life, growing always. How many you know that it's, you're never too old? You're never done growing. Like physically, we get done growing at some point right? It would be good because we'd be way too tall to fit in most things, you know, if we kept growing our whole life. But we're called in this, in just in life, and our learning, and our abilities, in everything we do, we're called to always be growing. It, it never stops. I always want to be learning. I always want to be embracing new new truth and understanding. Um, you know, some people look at it like, like, Theology, excuse me, theology, if I choke on my own cough drop, so... Some, some people look at theology and they'll say, well, you know, if, you're, if, you, if your theology changes, that, that's, that's a sign of something not healthy in your life. But I want to say this, if your theology isn't changing, that's a sign of something unhealthy. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about the basic foundational principles, but what I'm talking about is we are ever having our minds renewed. We are ever growing in our understanding of who he is and who he's called us to be and where we're going. If something's not shifting and changing in our hearts, it means we're not growing. We've got to be waking up ready to embrace something new every day. What new thing am I going to embrace today? (sighs) Yeah, Yeah, this is the mission statement. I'm not even talking about my message yet. Come on. I actually put our vision statement here today because it's going to relate a little more specifically to what I'm talking about. But our vision statement as Thrive is to create environments that empower people to discover their identity and purpose through encounters with God's presence and nature surrounded by a healthy community as we demonstrate the gospel of Jesus to our neighbors, our city, and our world in supernatural and practical ways. That's what we do. That's what we're about. We're we're trying to to create environments uh, that empower people for you to know who you are, for all of us to understand our identity and our purpose. And it's all about encountering God, because when we, when we recognize who he, he is, when we actually know truly who the Father is, it's a whole lot clearer who we are, right? So we understand who he is, and then we can become who we've always been. I heard somebody say that recently. It's like, you know, when we when we understand who he is, we can become who we've always been it's just a really good idea. So, um, but surrounded by healthy community, that's right here, the family of God. We're a family. Someone's going to talk about that next week. You know, we are a family here. Uh, This is this is healthy community and then our our goal our and our passion our purpose is to demonstrate the gospel of jesus there's a lot of there's a lot of holy spirit on that word demonstrate right now he's he's wanting to demonstrate uh through his people to the world who he is demonstrate the gospel the good news of jesus to the world to our neighbors to our city and our world, in supernatural and practical ways. Uh, so, our, our 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 theme that we're focused on today is the word community. It really would be more. Um, easily uh described as our community because we're not so much talking about this this community here inside the church we're talking about our value for our community okay so um when we think about and we see that last that last couple lines there that we're demonstrating the gospel of jesus to our neighbors our city and our world and we're doing that supernaturally and practically both are really important Right, Both. So that's why we got them both in there. It's important to do both. So we'll get some of that, but here we go. Community. We love our city and our region. Well, a community, when we have a value for our community, well, we're, what we're talking about, what I'm talking about is it looks like loving our city and our region. We love, well, I love Puyallup. How many of you know what Puyallup means? The word... A lot of people here do. It means generous people. Right? David talked about generosity this morning. Puyallup, it means generous people. How many want to see our city come into the fullness of that destiny? Right? Amen? Come on. We love our city and region. We desire to see our region be a peaceful and prosperous place to live, work, and play. Experiencing the fullness of God's intended blessing. That's what we want to see. We want to see that happen right here in our city. Amen. We have a value for seeing that happen. That's what we're, that's what we're after. The fullness. I'm just sticking here for a second because I want us to kind of get a picture of something bigger than what we see right now. Uh, if we if we want to see the fullness of god's heart manifest in our city it's going to affect every area it's going to affect our government it's going to affect our 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 businesses you know when when we have the fullness of of this blessing released on our city businesses are thriving our schools are healthy right Families are strong. I mean, it's, it looks like a lot of different things, but this is what we want to see. And, and guess what? What that means is that we are agents of that change. We are we are the ones that are intended to impact our community. Because this isn't happening. This isn't happening just because the the city council puts the right policies in place. This isn't just happening because, um, you know, business owners are are using, you know, they're using wisdom and, and smart plans as they as they're planning their businesses. This is happening because the favor of God is resting on our community. Because there's something that He can bring that nothing else we do can can make happen. And that's what we're looking for is to bring a demonstration of the goodness of our God to our city in such a way that it shifts our city. Transformation. There's been stories around the world of of transformation, and some of them, they got documented some years ago. I can't remember, George Otis Jr., I think, is the guy who did some documentation on transformation. That's what he called the the series, and he did a video series, and and there were cities around the world um, that were just being amazingly blessed by God's presence and his goodness. I mean, revival was breaking out. Now, um, what I mean by revival isn't probably what we would normally think of, because in one place, I remember watching the video. It was astounding to see. I mean, they were growing carrots that were like as big as my arm. Like they were huge. I mean, so in other words, the the breakout of God's goodness over their, over their city produced something in agriculture that made them world renowned. I mean, it wasn't just the carrots. It was actually, they showed all kinds of vegetables. How many, how many of you saw that video? What you don't know is that that he has continued to document the blessing of God on cities. And and back in that day, there were like one year it happened in this one place. I think it was in Brazil. Uh, Another year it was another place and we saw some great things happening somewhere else. I don't remember where it was. Since that time, 172 cities that he's documented this amazing kind of stuff happening I mean, massive transformations. I've heard some of the stories, and it's amazing. God has a heart for cities. We'll talk more about that today. Because we love our city and we want to see our city experience the fullness. And I can guarantee you that if we like we stretch our eyes and our our, our mindset as big as we can possibly stretch it, God's vision for our city is bigger. It's bigger than we think. He wants to do greater things in our city. And I'm not just talking about supernatural phenomenon. I mean, I want that. I want to see people, I want to see healing in our city. I want to see uh, mental illnesses completely wiped out from our city. Several years ago, uh, I, was, I was praying into, I was asking the Lord, God, show me what, what we can kind of have as a, as a focus, what we can go after. Um, <laughs> And what I began to 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 see is like all around town there were all of these all of these mental health facilities that were popping up all over the place. I'm like, "What the heck?" It's exactly what I was thinking <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> that was a quote from my own brain. What the heck? because uh, what was happening is all over our city there were these things popping up, and I begin to realize that there is uh, like there's something in our city that is, is they're, they're addressing a need that's in our city. There's a lot of mental illness, apparently. I don't know, but I just begin to, to to kind of see that, and I just begin to ask God, God, if you want to give me the ability to do something, give me that. Give me the ability to pray for people and see mental illness is broken off of them. Give me the ability to 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 release something over someone's spirit and have have uh, schizophrenia and, and uh, bipolar just dissipate off of their off of them, and to see freedom. PTSD I mean there are people being treated in clinics all around our city for these kinds of disorders and I want God to show up and guess what he wants to show up (laughs) <laughs> He's waiting for a people who have the faith to step into that. And they begin to release it. And uh, we're, we've been praying for a long time about that and not really having clarity about how we're supposed to go after it. Um, but I believe that God wants to do that. I want to see those, those clinics shut down because they have no more use for them. <laughs> Bill Johnson talks about his city, Reading, like it's a cancer-free zone they've kind of been praying into that for a lot of years and they see an enormous amount of people healed of cancer we've experienced seeing that while we've been there even it's been fun I want to declare that same thing over our region over the areas of mental illness I want to see our community be a mental illness free zone you come here you find peace you walk into our city those things that keep your mind bound are just, are just broken off and healed. Amen. So I, I mean, I, I want to stretch our vision beyond what we're thinking for our city. Whatever we're thinking, he's thinking higher. He's got more ideas and he wants to deposit those ideas in our hearts. And he wants to, he wants to bring favor on those ideas. And he wants to cause us to, to begin to influence our cities in some powerful ways. We're called to make an impact the city of Puyallup ought to be different because we're here that's an absolute truth right there it ought to be different because of us we are to bring a favor we are to bring something of his presence something of his goodness to demonstrate to the world around us that it changes it awesome we're not only pastoring a church here we're pastoring our city Um, uh, obviously I'm not talking just about me (laughs) it's not just my job I love my job here with the church I'm totally thrilled with what I get to be doing in this season of my life but guess what we are, are, as a church are called to pastor our city if we begin to think that way it, it changes our, our thinking about things that go on we think all of a sudden it's our responsibility oh when something happens we we're, we're gonna, we need to get involved in that that's that's our this is our city god gave us us this this city to shepherd and i want to i want to do more i want to reach further i want to i want to see the people that, that I, I i meet outside of here differently than I see them now because we're called to shepherd. We're called to pastor our city. All right. Get some scripture in here. Hebrews 11. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going by faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country he lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob who were heirs with him of the same promise for he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God Abraham was looking for a place there was something in his, in his spirit that knew that this place that he was searching for was actually God's intention. That, that the, and, and it wasn't, I don't think Abraham was looking for something that was heavenly. Like, I'm longing for heaven. Can you just take me out of here, God, and get me to heaven? Abraham was convinced because he knew God's heart. He knew that God wanted to show up in our cities, in ways that he couldn't, couldn't quite find at that time. And God wants to do that. He wants to show up in a city. How many believe that, the, the, that the, the promise of God over our city, that even the name, Generous People, is God's promise? Like, this is who I am and I want to show up in this place in that way. You see, he's he's the one who's the architect behind these things. And he's he's breathing his life into our city. Abraham was God put something in our spirits as people, and his children, to begin to look for him showing up in the earth. Like This city is supposed to be alive with the power and the presence of God. This city is supposed to contain something of his glory that you can't find elsewhere. This city is supposed to to display a manifestation of who God is in a way that nowhere else in the world does. We've longed for that, uh, people here. We have longed to see a move of God right here in our city like it, it was birthed here. Like, you know, we all we all know about the moves of God around the world in different times and places, uh, Toronto and, and Brownsville and um, other places. I mean, these things where God's presence showed up and did something amazing. And people go to those places and they receive from those places. We go to Reading and we receive from what God's done there and what he's continuing to do. And that's awesome. I, I, I highly uh, I favor the idea of going after those kinds of experiences and Bringing home from those places something that God is doing, and and, uh, but I but I want to say that He has intentions for us. That He wants to start something right here. That He wants to breathe something into our midst, and He wants to change our city. God has a huge heart for cities, and He has a heart for our city. God's heart is for our city to look like heaven. (laughs) That's kind of what Abraham was after. He was looking for that city whose whose foundation, who was the architect of that city, whose builder was God himself. He was looking for that. And we can be the manifestation of that in our city. Revelation. This is a fun one. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. Now, a lot of times we look at these kind of verses and we think about, they're talking about heaven. You know, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. But you see that last phrase there? For the old order of things has passed away. Does anyone have any guesses as to what that's talking about? That's talking about the old covenant. The old order was referencing the old covenant, which passed away when? With Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> right it passed away with, with, with when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave there was a time frame after that where things were kind of mixed the, gut, the Jewish culture uh, the old order was still kind of living in Hebrews there's a scripture that talks about how both of them were kind of there together but there was one that was passing away while the new was just about to come on the scene to be fully on the scene and um, this is not talking about someday, somewhere in heaven. This is talking about God's intention to release the fullness of his goodness on our land, on our world. You can see what's happening here? I'm going back to the first verse I read. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Where was the city? it was coming down out of heaven into the earth. God's not saying someday we will will we'll ascend into this place in heaven where we were, where we were, where Well, we will we will experience this this stuff happening. He's saying that's happened now because of what I've done. His new covenant in place it, that that city is coming out. That city is us. Coming out of heaven, if you're, if you're seeing this with me, coming out of heaven, being who we've always been, bringing that into this earth with the fullness, wiping every tear from their eyes. That's not like someday we get to do that. No, our job now is to wipe the tears out of people's eyes to bring the kingdom of God and the goodness of God into their situation, wiping away their tear. Awesome. (laughs) The number one reason to love our city is that it's where you are. (laughs) That's just a really good thought. I mean where you know where should we fall in love with the city where you are start right here now god may send you somewhere else and uh, i hope i never have to say goodbye to some of you to go somewhere else but if god sends you somewhere else guess what his goal for you there is to love your city i, I hope that that gets in your spirit so much so that if you ever go anywhere from here that you land where you land and you fall in love with your city because God has called us to transform wherever we are. If we're if we show up on the other side of the world, our goal and our job is to fall in love with the people with the city and begin to release God's goodness there. Uh, wherever you plant me, I'm going to I'm going to grow up there in that place a man of God pursuing his his presence. I mean you you could you it's you can you, you can take me and put me anywhere in the world and I will still be somebody who's reflecting God's nature there because that's what's inside of me, right? And that's what, that's what God has for us, to love our city. So that's the number one reason. If you're looking for one, uh, here's a great reason to love Puyallup because you're here. This is where God put you. He put you here for a reason and that reason is always about loving our city Always about finding a way to touch the people around you. We can dream about there and and Africa and other places, and I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. We should. Uh, but, But I believe no matter what, when you're here, you're called to bless here. You're called to be a blessing here. All right, Jeremiah. This is really cool. Uh, I think David quoted part of this verse earlier too. but um, Actually, I'm not going to get to that specific verse, but it was right in the same passage. Starting at verse 4, Jeremiah 29, verse 4. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down <laughs> it's, a, it's a powerful passage obviously it's not exactly our situation because this is talking about Jerusalem talking about the Israelites being carried off into exile in Babylon and, and God is telling them through Jeremiah the prophet he's telling them go to that place that I'm, I'm sending you I'm, I'm exiling you go there and build houses don't try to escape don't try to come back to Jerusalem don't try to come back into Israel stay there and build houses plant gardens eat from what the gardens produce <laughs> marry have sons and daughters all these things right uh, build your family there build something that will last don't just build something that will like is kind of like going to tie you over till some other time in the future build something that's meant to last marry have sons and daughters find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage we do that a little differently nowadays but you get the picture, right? Increase in number there. Do not decrease. I just find it really interesting that it that it was that it's that it's just spoken that way. Increase in number. Don't decrease. It's really important to God. This is who he is. Do not decrease. He wants us to increase. So if you're looking at your life, where you're at, you're called to increase. Why? Because it blesses the city. And if you bless the city, it blesses you. Increase. Look at this next part. This is so powerful. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. Now, we are not exiled to Puyallup. Praise God. But He sent us here. So while we're here, we're going to seek the peace and prosperity of our city. We're going to pray to the Lord for it. Because if it prospers, we're going to prosper. Isn't that interesting that our blessing, our prosperity, our peace is linked to the peace and prosperity of our city? I think that's powerful. We're not meant to, to exist without caring for our city. When we're stretching our vision to allow God to show us a bigger vision for our city. What he wants to do here. We have to understand that if 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 we are going to reflect the abundance that God has for us, our cities have to prosper. That's what it's going to look like. If we're going to see God show up on the scene and bring transformation to our city, um, it's going to be through us and because of us. But we have to be very focused on releasing goodness over our city. It's linked. I I don't know how to, to... to say it any easier because it's just that scripture we just read pray for the peace and prosperity of the city where I send you if you do that if the city prospers you're going to prosper we can't contain the fullness of what God wants to do in us the abundance that he wants to put in us unless we cause our city to experience that same abundance it's just really good All right, Luke 19. This is another really powerful truth. And I'm kind of running out of time because I'm taking a lot of little rabbit trails here. But. Luke 19. This is another one of those parables that Jesus spoke. Um, several of them in the, in the Gospels, uh, where he he would give out sums of money to his servants, uh, the rich, a rich rich man or something like that. It's a man of noble birth in this story, um, and he and it, um, this is one of them. In in several of them, he he will give like he'll give ten to one and three or five to another and three to someone else or something like that. In this one he calls 10 of his servants and he gives each of them one mina and he says put this money to work and and, and, uh, um, the one comes back verse 16 there the first one came and said sir your mina the one that you gave me has earned 10 more and then the master says well done my good servant because you've been trustworthy in a very small matter take charge of 10 cities. <laughs> what? I invested your money wisely. So here it is back. And now what I'm giving you in return is I want you to be in charge of 10 cities. And we see that it, the same thing happens to the next one who uh, increased the one minor to five. He says, take charge of five cities. So God wants to bring us into a place of, of wealth. Why? Why? Not so that we just have lots of money. I like money. How many of you like money? <laughs> like I'm not supposed to love money. Wait, is this a trick question? No. no, we're supposed to love money. Not like like be in love with money, but we love the ability to steward it well. Right. Because what that positions us to do is to to rule and reign in this earth. We can actually bring blessing to our city when we learn how to be blessed ourselves. All of the stuff we're doing starts on the inside. We rule from the inside out. When we rule it in here, it shows up and it begins to, to spread around us. We have the ability to manage our money. That's so why it's probably a really good idea that we get good at that, because God wants to, God wants to put us in charge of cities, and bring blessing to cities because of it. This is a quote from Jill, Bill Johnson, and I'm really reaching the end here, but. Sometimes I've heard a similar phrase like this, transformed people, uh, transform people. I mean, you've heard that transformed people, transform people. And I think it's bigger than that is what I'm trying to, to say. And what I think Bill is saying here too: transformed people actually transform their cities. So if you let God transform you, he will bring transformation around you to the city. Just a good idea. All right, we're at the end. Activation. Uh, if you want to get involved, we already heard about it in the, in the announcements, but uh, we'd love you to, f- to participate with us and bring items for Helping Hand House. Now, this is a way for us to practically serve our city. Uh, Helping Hand House—they uh, serve homeless families in our in our region. And so uh, they have houses where they, they put them up for a short period of time. Um, I don't know what the short term is. I think it's like th- uh, three to nine months, somewhere in that window, um, if I'm not mistaken. But um, anyway, so they need items. And there's a list of those items out there. And it'll be awesome if you wanted to to contribute practically, bring something on that list, uh, drop it off at our table, we'll make sure they get it. We're going to be collecting those items uh, through the end of this series. Um, I think the date is the 17th of March, is that right? Something, 18th of March, something somewhere in there. So we'll be collecting those items and we'll be getting those to them. So see what's on the list and bring something so we can practically bless helping hand house and what's going on and what they do in our city. But I want to say some declarations. You want to do some declarations? with me? Why don't you stand up? We're going to close it out here. I want to speak some declarations over our city. I'm going to start us with this one simple. Puyallup is open to the gospel. (laughs) Our city is not rejecting Jesus. Our city is hungry for more of God. Puyallup is open to the gospel. Now, these, these might not be the direct declarations you would make, but you'll get your chance in just a second. Puyallup is a perfect place for the move of God. I think I related last week an experience I had where I just, uh, there, was, there was this idea that our, our city has all this the suppression and that the enemy has uh, there's so many strongholds of darkness in our city. And I reacted to that idea violently inside. I didn't make any big fuss on the outside. But I was like, that is not true inside like that's not the truth. Our city is not under the rule of the, of the dark Lord. <laughs> our city is not under the influence of the demonic realm. Our city is not under the foot of, the, of, of, the, of of Satan. It is not what our city is. Jesus is triumphant in our city. Jesus rules in our city. How through you and me? I'm wanting to give you the opportunity right now to make some declarations about our city. So I just want you to shout it out. Like, what do you want to? What are you wanting to declare over Puyallup? If you're not from Puyallup, maybe you, have, you live close by. Then you can make that declaration over whatever city you want. But just shout it out. Seriously, uh, don't need to wait for me. Just like, what do you want to see in our city? Puyallup, Puyallup is prosperous. Puyallup is a crime-free zone. Come on. That's good. More. Puyallup is a mental health-free zone. Is a mental health-free zone. Come on. Amen. Is God's city. <laughs> I love it. Puyallup is God's favorite city. It's mine, too. <laughs> Yay. Puyallup is to export things that bless Wow. I don't know if I can repeat it, but I'll try. Puyallup is going to continue to export things that bless the nations. Nice. Small businesses grow in Puyallup. The medical community in Puyallup is of... Excellent quality and service. (laughs) Sorry, I kind of get lost in there. Like, I know what it means, but I don't know if I can repeat it. Very good. Someone else. Schools in in Puyallup are transformed. God was never kicked out of our schools. (laughs) That was a law that was written, but he can't keep God out of our schools. Yeah. Even if our schools are in our own homes. was loud. I don't need to repeat it. She did a good job. Way to go, Mary. (laughs) Yeah. You see how easy it is that when we just kind of get in the vein for just a second, this is God's heart being released over our city. It's like, this is what he thinks about our city. And we can do this in our our own home. We can sit in our our easy chair and begin to just pray and release his presence and speak the goodness, speak the truths, just the same things that you were just saying. And new ones that come to your mind over our city. This is what it says when, in that scripture when it says, "Seek the peace and prosperity. Pray for it. Pray for your city." I want to encourage you to do more and more of that. We're gonna, we're gonna just. Uh, this is some things that I wrote down, and we're gonna just take a minute and pray. Uh, these are some things that uh, came to my mind. Um. There's other things, but what I want to have you do right now is like, once you get in groups of like four, four people, um, four, or five. Uh, even if like you want to get in one big group, I don't care. Just. You know, I'm, I want to break you up into smaller groups and take just a few minutes and let's pray over Puyallup. Let's pray over our city for blessing, financial prosperity, strategic solutions, mental, emotional health, strong families and marriages. I want divorce to be an impossibility in our city, that we have marriages that are strong, families that are strong. Yeah, just take some time and pray together over, over our city. Uh, we just want to bless you today. Thank you. Uh, the city is blessed because of you. Amen. <laughs> God bless. Have an awesome day.